Well, the Adam Pengilly followers would have been pretty happy on Saturday when Electric Girl saluted at what, around the $8.50 mark. Adam, good morning. Morning, Jared. Morning, boys. I think it was a good good weekend all around, wasn't it, for the team? I can't believe Woz has got the multi and then just takes the Monday off. Yeah, I oh, know. How about it? Um, <laughs> anyway, he'll be held accountable. To, well, I mean, it's probably ironic because he would have preferred to probably been here to, you know, take the to praise. Play. Mm. And he'll be now worried that everyone has forgotten about it by tomorrow. Yeah, but he'll get the praise today through callers and you, Mido, and then he'll come back tomorrow and double dip. Yeah, good So point. he's actually going to get two days of praise instead of one. So that's the genius of it all. It's all right. There's always next Friday. He's that There's much closer to his next Laurie. defeat. you just got to scratch beneath the surface mm. and you'll find the true story. And it's not uh, a heavy scratch either. <laughs> um, now, on the back page of the Herald, uh, you've written a story under the headline, NRL set for concussion, automatic stand-downs, Adam. Uh, so we saw the AFL bring in an automatic period. Is the NRL set to follow suit? You, we felt like this has probably been inevitable for a while. Yeah, it's a good question, Jared. They haven't completely made up their minds yet and, and made a decision uh, either way, but they do have to make a call at some stage this week. So you're exactly right by saying the AFL has gone down this path a couple of years ago. We do, we do have some sort of rule in the NRL where if you do get or suffer a concussion during a game, there is like an 11-day mandatory rest period, but there is a clause in that protocols where you can go visit an independent concussion specialist and they can clear you to play the next week. So, for example, we had, I think Spencer Lenny was probably the most high-profile one last year. He got knocked out in the um, preliminary final against South Sydney. He went and saw an independent specialist was cleared to play the following week in the grand final. But if the NRL does push ahead with this proposal... That won't be happening anymore. So basically, the player will, will miss at least one game uh, if they suffer a concussion. They're going to make that call this week. I'm not saying either way which way they're going to go, but it's definitely on their agenda. They've definitely been discussing it. And we should get some news and clarity on that in the next few days. Adam, I should probably know this, but I'm assuming there are different levels of concussion. Surely, if you have a lesser level of concussion, you would be quite frustrated to be ruled out for the following week and 11 days. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be a lot of players, Bulldog, who would probably feel that way. But I think the NRL are considering whether to make it a, a blanket blanket sort of rule so players do have that absolute minimum one game off. And obviously we've seen players in the past who have been suffering you know, lingering symptoms have much more than one game off. I think guys like uh, Luke Keary, Ryan Pappenhausen have come to mind who had extended periods on the sideline. Even Alex Twyle from the Tigers, he missed pretty much half the season last year and he's come back to start playing again in the trials this year. So... There's going to be a lot of debate about this. Um, you've seen a lot of other sports around the world who have enforced these mandatory stand-down periods. The NRL hasn't quite gone down that path yet, but um, they'll make that call at some stage this week whether to enact that rule this year. Let's talk some racing. And on Saturday, we saw After Cabin go down in the Hobartville at odds on. And Ossipenko, obviously in Loz's multi, upset the favourite. What do you make of it? Yeah, I don't want to be too harsh on Ask Cabin, Jared, because he had a torrid run, didn't he? He was just a little bit slow out of the gates, and then Tim Clark had to use him up in the, I suppose, pretty much the early stage, almost the entire first half of the race. And he was always going to be vulnerable there late. Not Sopenko, we saw a different string to his bow there on the weekend, didn't we? He drew a nice barrier, and Nash was able to get him to settle a lot closer than what he usually does. He's always been sort of a get-back and, and run on horse, but he showed that really electric turn of foot. So... What it does do, it sets it up for a fantastic Renwick Guineas in a couple of weeks' time. We've been talking about Ask Cabin being a dominant, dominant favourite for that race. Uh, the group one that all these three-year-olds are targeting up here in Sydney. I don't know if that's going to be the case right now, because also Penko has shown there's another, I suppose, a bit more versatility to his um, to his craft. And Zoo Tiger, again, was so brave on speed. So, 
Yep, uh, I don't want to be sucking off Tubman straight away. It'll probably all come down to price again, I'd imagine, heading towards the with Guineas. But no doubt, Osipanko's got his hoof on the tour to try and win one of these big group ones. Buddy, what happened with Nature Strip? Clarky. Um, <laughs> that was disappointing from him, wasn't it? Um, probably clearly the, the worst run he's put in for, for a long, long time. And we've been chatting about it for a while. I think the back end of his spring campaign, there's probably a few little warning signs there that his form was starting to taper off and he was probably starting to feel his age a little bit. And, and no doubt feeling effects of that trip across the Royal Ascot. But um, a 1,000 metres down the straight there at Flemington, where he's excelled in the past in a race which was just perfect for him at set weights, for him to, I suppose, not finish off his race in the manner that we, we're accustomed to seeing him do is probably a real, real concern for mine. Um, less me saying to Chris Wall about how to handle, handle the horse. He'll know what to do with the horse. But I think he'd probably be, in his private moments, pretty concerned about our performance. So don't take nothing away from Colin Gaddis. He's a great filly. She was fantastic there again on the weekend, just riding the speed, just behind the speed, and a little bit too strong late. And I noticed that her connections are talking about maybe potentially heading across to, to Royal Ascot later this year for a little bit of a Northern Hemisphere campaign. But I think, no doubt, the story out of that race was Nature Strip. And I think Chris will try and get him to six furlongs at his next start later in the in the autumn. Let's just hope he can recapture some of his best form. Heading towards the Golden Slipper, and uh, Gia thought Cylinder was pretty impressive there on Saturday. The trial was really nice, and uh, we'll get Olfen another chance, it seems, for the big one in, what, less than a month's time. Yeah, are we any clearer, Jared, about this Golden Slipper picture? Like, we're, we're only four weeks out now, so it's really crunch time at the moment. And I thought he was fantastic, Cylinder, there. Um, obviously, an extremely nice horse for golf, and he, he ran up to his trial. But where does he sit in the pecking order? I'm, I, I don't know. I can't sort of put my finger on it right now. I thought Platinum Jubilee was really good again, riding the speed. And I suppose she ties in that Magic Millions form with Scott DeLaw, who we'll see in Sydney uh, this Saturday coming up, King's Gambit. Well, they seem to be intent on trying to educate him and ride him with cover, and he's just not quite. I suppose the same explosive horse we saw on debut back in the spring at Caulfield um, down there when everyone ran good time. Everyone says, oh, this is going to be the two-year-old to follow heading towards the slip. I, w- I wouldn't sack him yet because I think he's still got some improvement to come, but he's probably not the, the, the P at the moment. I still think learning to fly rightfully so is the Golden Slipper favourite and still got a little bit of water going to the bridge yet, but no doubt still to put his hand up there. And I'm still a little bit in two minds about which way this slipper picture is going to play out in the next few weeks. Cylinder, $15 in the all-in market for the slipper, learning to fly, remaining the $4 favourite as it stands. We've got the Blue Diamond this week as well. Uh, mate, we'll chat tomorrow. Thank you so much. Can't wait to hear lots tomorrow, Jerry. It's going to be a long show for you boys. Isn't it? See you, mate. See ya.